So it's been two years since my spiritual awakening. I had a spiritual awakening July 10th, 2018. Ever since July 2018, I've been focusing on my inner child. And I actually didn't notice because when you're going through a spiritual awakening, you're taking a leap of faith into the unknown. You know, you're learning new things that you've never realized was there. And, you know, sometimes you have to take your, your feet places. Your mind doesn't understand why it's going to get inside. You have, you, you know, run into people who end up being karmic soulmates to get lessons. And that's basically what was going on, right? I was learning lessons by myself, but most importantly, I was learning lessons through people. And this is what you call karmic cycle because you have a certain amount of, it, it, it doesn't have to be literally a certain amount, but when you constantly keep repeating the same thing until you get the lesson, that is a karmic cycle. Once you get the lesson, the karmic cycle is over. Excuse me, guys. So, I went through about a karmic cycle for, I want to say, two years. And I've learned my lessons, and I'm able to close out my cycle now because... Here's the thing. During my karmic cycle... I gotten aware of the many shadow aspects of myself and I did I didn't really how do I put it I learned some things about myself but I didn't really take time to to heal I knew that there were some things about myself um, and the things that I had gone through, but I never actually took time to myself to heal myself. You know, when you heal yourself, you have to really sit through your pain, and I just wasn't ready for that. And that was one of um, the lessons that Karmic Soulmates taught me, that I was actually very codependent because I knew that my demons... um, were so loud and the thing about codependency is that when you are dealing with people you tend to run towards them because one you have shit that you need to heal and two we usually feel ways um our energy is so crazy and just down and out when we are things that we need to heal and we're not recognizing that and so we just think it's a it's a weird feeling that we can shake off and so we go towards these people to get caught and caught happy again. And then when we're alone, our demons get louder. And then we run towards them more. And then we want more of them. And we want them to give and give more. And so that's kind of one of the things that I learned about myself as well. That my healing actually caused me to, my not healing, excuse me, actually caused me to be codependent as time went on. Another thing 
that I've realized was that I never really realized how much what I needed to heal was a problem because that trauma stuck with me through childhood. And so I thought that that trauma and the way it showed up in the world around me was normal. So I didn't really think there was anything to heal. And of course, you know, when you put yourself around things that cause trauma, that means that those things are hurting you. And so I took a liking to being hurt and I didn't realize that, you know. And so I had these karmic soulmates and they taught me things about myself, but I really didn't, um, I wasn't able to heal those things and take what I learned in the world and show up differently. And I'm not saying that I did this completely because, you know, everything that you do know is one step towards your spiritual alignment and you know, you do have to take it one step at a time. And every, you know, every download counts and what you learn does count. And I did put it out into the world for, um, you know, to a certain degree. Like, I realized how much soulmates, you know, were us outside of our bodies. And so when I started to attract certain people, I had to ask myself, what is it about us that you know made us match you know what i'm saying what is it inside of me that made me feel like i i could vibrate with this person or what is it inside of me that caused my vibration to be a certain way that naturally made me vibrate with this person you get what i'm saying and that helped me a lot because i was able to decipher the similarities between me and a lot of my soulmates and during the summer i actually had one very significant soulmate and this soulmate came around the time I actually was learning self-love and self-value. And when he came around, I um, I was not with the bullshit. I was not with the toxicity. I was not with any of that. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just wasn't with it. I wasn't with codependency anymore. I seen how I was codependent and I was cutting that out. You know, and um, he was just a soulmate that came in and I feel like he was a test from God to see like, okay, are you comfortable with this vibration? Because you've been doing a lot to raise your vibration. Now, are you comfortable um, with this vibration, being with this vibration? It wasn't so much of the vibration itself. It was the things that made up his vibration, you know, like the trauma, the um the codependency you know the codependency caused by trauma the way that he thought love was supposed to be you know what i'm saying um and it just did not vibrate with me and i ended up you know it was at a point in time in a relationship where and the relationship didn't last for so long but when it was lasting when it was um (laughs) Because I didn't cut it off when I knew it was supposed to go, I actually physically started getting sick. Um, emotionally, I wasn't sick within self, but I was more so sick for him. And it was like all of his energy was coming onto me. And I was like, this is not how it's supposed to feel. You're not supposed to be fully drained from this relationship. You get what I'm saying? So what, so what is the issue? Like, 
And I realized if I had to go back and forth between should I stay, should I go, I need to go. You get what I'm saying? And so I'm like, you know what? I can no longer put this off. This has to end. And it hurt me to end it. Number one, because I have abandonment issues. And when you have abandonment issues, it's hard for you to walk away from people. But it's also hard for you to walk away from people. Like, okay, it's hard for you to walk away from people because you know how it feels to be abandoned. Quote, unquote. And then... It's also hard to work away from people when you have a bunch of shit that you're trying to ignore yourself. And I feel like stepping into that new normal by cutting him off, you know, and I sat him down and I, I gave him the best closure I could, you know. I know it I know it broke him to a point because, you know, he had to be in a state of vulnerability and that's exactly what he was with me for to ignore his vulnerability to ignore his triggers and he just couldn't do that anymore and i know that that would hurt my some state extent but hey love yourself enough to be aware right if you guys hear sniffling my nose is a little bit stuffy and it's crazy the weather in new york is is ridiculous but so i felt like when i did that that was a um that was god seen that and I feel like me doing that, it helped God see that, okay, she's not scared to be alone anymore, right? Because I had so much shit within me that I wasn't willing to look up, look at what I didn't think I needed to look at. So I would latch onto these people, right? And not let them go because... Letting them go would be the exact trigger I was trying to ignore, right? And so, putting that aside, that showed, that set the intention that, okay, she's not afraid to be alone. So, because she's not afraid to be alone, that means that she's not afraid to go within herself. Because that's the reason why I didn't want to be alone in the past. I was afraid to go within myself, right? Um, and I didn't want to see that what I was actually gravitating towards was because my inner child had received that at a younger age and that wasn't normal. And I just didn't want to step into a new normal. You know what I'm saying? Like that real shit. Like it felt, it took a lot of willpower to step into a new normal, but it also took self-love. And we're going to talk about that later. So I, um. It set the attention that I was ready to be alone. And as soon as this happened, I actually went into a deep, deep hermit mode. I went into a deep hermit mode. Like, I really did. I went into my shell and I did a lot of healing. And it felt really good to unravel all of these things, you know? And that is where I stumbled upon um, my heart chakra being blocked. And it was around this time, I believe, my mom was on her way to South Carolina with my nephew. And she was there for a, a, a while because there was some family issues going on and then my sister you know she really wasn't home like that so i ended up being here by myself most of the time 
and it was such a significant time for me because there was a lot of things that came up for me because I just let myself be still and listen for the answers. I prayed and I listened for the answers. I was getting downloads in my dreams, you know. I was I was getting downloads awake, doing regular things, and I was also exercising, so it kind of speeded sped up my ascension on process. And I just remember realizing that my heart was addicted to pain. My heart was addicted to pain and I realized that emotions are supposed to come up, but the ones that you hold on to the most set the intention of what you want to bring in your life. So after I realized that, I was I, I just spent time with myself to see what made me happy and what made me sad. Whatever made me sad, let go of it, and what made, whatever made me happy, hold on to it. Around that time, being alone, by the time I was ready to come out of my hermit mode, I actually did not know how to because it felt so good. It felt so good to be alone. And so by the time that I got out of my hermit mode, right, I came out of my shell, my little soul searching process. And mind you, I've gone through many of these processes. You know, before you end certain things, you have to, you know, go within and see what it is that you don't want to hold on to, see what's been hurting you, then you let go. And then when you come out of that, you kind of apply that to everyday life. So this was, at, at this point, reaching my heart chakra, I was able to process actually applying things more than I've ever done before. I've done it before, but I applied it more because... I was working on my heart chakra, so they were little peaks of self-love being, you know, self-love was the foundation of everything that I was releasing and holding on to. So when I came out of this hermit mode, I ended up cutting out more people than usual. I ended up actually seeing people for what they were because there was no more illusion. You know, I was not trying to, you know, take the bad and then see it as good so that I didn't have to let go of it. You know what I'm saying? Because I had a, I had a, I had a, um, how, how do you say it? I had a thing, let's just say, for doing that. I would see the bad and pay it as good. But that, like I said before, that was my inner child because as a, as a kid, I seen that as well. So I ended up letting go of people easily because I have formed these I have formed these um, friendships on a on a rocky foundation. I the people around me were not good people, and me knowing how to be alone just made me do it easier because it helped me value myself. It helped me see myself worth. I didn't have to put up with no one's bullshit because at the end of the day, I had me, and I wasn't running from myself. When you run from yourself. You tend to, you know, take anything that makes you preoccupied with everything but yourself, you know, and that's just what I wanted in the past. But going into the present, the, this present that I'm talking about and in the future, I wasn't with the shits no more. I was like, nah, I love myself too much. And so I, I, I so, slowly distanced myself from people and 
here's the thing about getting aware of something. When you get aware of something, it actually shows up a lot around you. And so, I was aware of the type of people that were in my life. And I realized how much they held on to pain and how much they were, their heart chakra was so closed off. And then it just snapped in my mind. That's why I'm able to connect with you because of that. And seeing that, it did make me sad. You know, it doesn't feel good. When you have an awakening of some sort, because you will always have many awakenings during your spiritual ascension, it never feels good. It's like the first time opening your third eye. You 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 know you see the world for what it really is, and you realize how sad and 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 more morbid everything is. You know what I'm saying? And that's just how it was for me with these many processes. And so, seeing that the people I put myself around were just so jacked up and stuff. It, it caused a lot of feelings within me, but it also helped me see, okay, there's a reason why you guys relate. And so I want you to go within yourself and find all of the things that may make you relate to these people and take it out. So that now that you can naturally vibrate with other people that are on a higher vibration. And that's what I began to do. And I started putting myself around this one friend a little bit lesser than usual. And now to this day, I don't put myself around her at all. Now, um, the same soulmate that I cut off, he came back into my life. And this is where we're going to talk about the self-hate and everything. He came back into my life. And it was easy to take him back. And let me tell you something. When I took him back, I knew I wasn't supposed to. I knew I wasn't supposed to. And so what happened was we ended up, you know, doing our thing for like two days, literally. And I told him, I was like, you know, I I want more. Like, I, I need someone who, who wants to do more and stuff like that. And then I ended up telling him, you know, I don't feel like you're doing good enough or whatever. And it hurt. It hurt my feelings that I said that to him, but then later on I realized, you know what? That was that was self that was that was you self-blaming yourself for wanting more for yourself. You get what I'm saying? That also applies to self-hate. So stay tuned. <laughs> but you know, I um after we had a little falling out or whatever, and I told him that I seen how much it 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 hurt him. For me to say that but shit i shouldn't have to walk on eggshells and i know that now and so we were on our way to my house when we was having this conversation and he just acted like he didn't want to fuck with me no more so i went about my way right and then during that time being alone i beat myself up more and more like why would you say that to him and da 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 and da 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 and then the next day, I ended up, you know, wanting to apologize to him. So I made my way to his house. And he didn't even answer the door for me. He was like, I don't want to be with you no more. You can go about your way. So then I'm doing all of this. I'm, I'm going to come. Because his dad owns a store on the bottom of the building. So I went to his dad. And I'm like, yo, like, he, not, he don't want to talk to me. I don't know. Like, I think that I said something wrong or whatever. I just want the best for him, but I also want the best for me and stuff like that. 
And he was like, yeah, that's just how he is. He just pushed everybody away. He was like, you can wait for his mother so she can open the door. So then that's what she went to go do. So she went to go open the door. And then I went to his room and then he was completely shunning me. Like, making me feel like such a bad person. You know what I'm saying? And anybody who's dating me or even any of my friends know I am far from a bad person. You get what I'm saying? Like, I'm not a bad person at all. I'm very healing, very nurturing, very caring, you know, very loyal. To a fault, even to the point where I don't put myself first. You know what I'm saying? And so, him doing that, it triggered me so much. But it didn't trigger me like how the past would have. And so, at this point, before he was coming into like, before he had came into my life again, there were some things that I uncovered about the relationship that made sense to me, like. It was one day I took time to myself because this was a this was a right of time. I think that my mom didn't leave yet, and um, she didn't leave for South Carolina yet. And so I remember going through me his old text messages, and there was this one voice note that he had left me the the day um, the night that I the night after the day I broke up with him, basically. You know, the same day I broke up with him, but it was in the nighttime. So, we was arguing on... Well, we wasn't arguing. I was just basically telling him, like, you know, like, this and that and that. This is why I don't want to be with you and stuff like that. And then he sent me a voice note. And the main reason why I did not want to be with him was because... When he came into my life, I was learning about self-love. Right, I was learning about self-love. I was learning that it's time to love on yourself. I wasn't really there's there's more there's there's a complexity to to self-love because there's many ranks, but the rank that I was in was learning to love being by myself, right? And so to do that meant to rule out codependency. And get to interdependency. That's a trademark of mine. Do not steal that. <laughs> you know? So, I was learning interdependency. And so, he came around the time in which I wasn't rocking with codependency. And that's exactly what he was. And so, seeing me love on myself and want the best for myself, it triggered him to the point where every time I wanted to hang out with my friends or just spend time for me... A me day, he would block me, you know, and things like that. And I didn't. It triggered me at this time, you know, to a to a fault, like to the point where I would cry and then get angry and then realize there's nothing I can do about it. And that's because I realized, um, later on that, you know, in the moment I didn't notice, but later on I knew that that was a projection of his trauma because. He was leaning towards me to forget about, you know, his triggers and his trauma. And so, God forbid I did anything that made him have to be aware of what it is he's coming to me to ignore. You get what I'm saying? It was like that. And I just wasn't appreciating it. And I appreciated it. And I knew that that's not what I deserved. And so, he had to go. That was a lot of the reasons why. And I said, you don't let me love myself. How am I supposed to love you if you don't let me love myself? 
And I think that God was very proud of me for doing so. But again, there's many, there's many, many processes literally during your spiritual ascension. So even though I cut him off now when he came later, there was something else I needed to learn, right? So when I was with him, I was realizing self-love, right? And self-value, self-worth. And then when he was gone, right before he showed up back in my life because I knew he was going to come back in my life because I kept having like dreams about him and he just kept popping up in my head and stuff when I was listening to certain songs and you know messages I was learning self-hate I was learning self-hate and I was learning self-sabotage and I was learning that self-hate is a psychological you know it is a mentality and there's more to it but this is just what I get from it Whatever mentality, self-love is the foundation of, it makes you not want better for yourself. So you go towards low vibrational beings, you go towards low vibrational things, and because of self-hate, there's this thing called self-sabotage. So self-sabotage is when you do anything that doesn't help you get to better, be better, do better, have better around you. And this in self-hate is linked together because self-hate is literally not wanting better for yourself. So self-sabotage is doing anything that makes you not get that better. You get what I'm saying? I was learning that. And so when he came into my life, again, (laughs) I realized that that little moment that we had and where I could not stay away from him but then the universe ended up bringing in this huge moment where he broke up with me that was because let me tell you something when when spirit is trying to send you signs and you're not listening on your own with your own free will he's going to use the people around you to get you to listen and so him leaving me quote unquote was god's way of saying you cannot come back here anymore And now you really need to learn your lesson here. Like, why did you come back? And I realized that I came back because I didn't love myself enough. So it was like, yes, I was learning self-love, but I was learning um, loving yourself enough to not be codependent, you know? It's weird. But spiritual awakenings are always weird. You never understand them fully. You know, it's been two years and I still don't understand most of the things and how I even got here. But I'm blessed, you know, and I feel blessed. So, I realized it was self-hate and self-sabotage. Because I broke up with him for the first time because I knew he did not want the best for me. But I'm realizing that he was a soulmate who didn't want the best for me because he was me outside of my body. It's because I didn't want the best for me. Not only that, but there were also red flags that I ignored before um, the first breakup. And I still didn't do anything. And even breaking up with him was a hassle for me. It took me a minute until my body got sick, you know? So that whole... I think that he was the soulmate. He was the karmic soulmate that really pushed everything into a final perspective for me. Because 
he was doing the things that I've been doing to other people for years. Being toxic, projecting my traumas, being codependent. And I realized how bad it was to attract someone like that. So I decided to go with it and say, nah, I gotta scrap all this shit out of me. So it was like, I realized, you know what? I do have self-hate and I do have self-sabotage because I knew that he was no good for me when I first broke up with him. And when he came around the second time, I still went to it. I still went through it. And God was like, no, before we get any further, this this nigga gonna have to come out your life right fucking now. Like, period, point blank. And he did it so fast and it didn't make no sense. And when it happened, I was crying and I was mad about it. But then again... I was like, you know what the fuck it is. You know, you know exactly what it is. That didn't happen for no reason. And so, again, I let myself be still for a couple. And I I realized that he came into my life at a point in time where I believe that toxicity was love. And so this is where that inherited self-hate comes from. Because growing up, I was around emotionally unavailable people. I was around people who were toxic. And if they were available, they were doing toxic shit. And I thought that this was the way that love presented itself in the world. I truly did. And because of that, I spent years dealing with people this way. And they ended up being hurt by them. And I feel like the hurt that I was experiencing, I feel like that was a trigger for me because God wanted me to see, okay, you're gravitating towards this because you think it's going to make you happy, but really it's making you unhappy. And why? So when this karma, when my last karmic soulmate came in my life, he showed me that I wasn't happy because the love that he was giving was not love at all. And I realized that God has been showing me these type of behaviors through other people and myself for so long. But the reason why I became so aware of it was because I was ready to love myself enough to want better. So I was I, I wanted the better for myself, so I had to look at the worst of myself. I wasn't ready to do that in the past. I wasn't ready to want the better for myself. So I wasn't looking at the worst of myself because I thought the worst wasn't a problem. And that was because from years and years since a child, my inner child thought that the low vibrational was what I deserved. When you're dealing with emotionally unavailable people at home or even in your family and then they're toxic, you know, they make you feel like you don't deserve the high vibrational things because number one love is the highest vibration of them all you know and so when they cut you off to love and stuff number one it's because they haven't been loved and they thought they think that that is what it's supposed to be they think that no one is supposed to deserve love including them and that's why they cannot 
love you because they cannot love themselves. When you love yourself, you tell yourself you are able to, you know, have the high vibrational. And so if they feel like they don't deserve the high vibrational, they can't give the high vibrational to you. And so they end up self-sabotaging by, you know, doing things that will face value. It hurts your feelings. It makes you feel like you're not good enough. And so that's what started the cycle with me. I was around a lot of people who had a family before them who made them feel like they didn't deserve right that they deserve everything and so whatever they did deserve they felt like had to be of a lower vibration and so that's what started that within me so I cut myself off from a lot of high vibrational things like friends um actually getting close with people being very emotionally intimate with people you know and it's crazy because a lot of the people around me who were experiencing the same emotional unavailability, they still didn't have the love that I was able to give because I remember being around a lot of emotionally unavailable people and I still had a heart of gold. And I feel like that's why I'm the one out of my whole family, I feel, who has gone through this spiritual awakening of the heart, you know, because... I felt like God seen the, 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 the heart that I had, even around emotionally unavailable people, I kept that heart. It wasn't until dating is when it kind of got gone awry for me because I thought that I was supposed to love on emotionally unavailable people because I was loving on emotionally unavailable people as a child. And so my inner child, you know, thought of that. So they were either people who could not love me, who could not love me because they were dating someone else, you know. So for years, I became the side chick and stuff. You get what I'm saying? Because that made me not have to use my heart. Because in order to use my heart, I would have to go within and face all of the trauma that, you know, turned my heart off. And I just wasn't ready for that. I didn't realize that dealing with emotionally unavailable people were traumatic. And not only were they emotionally unavailable, but again, they were toxic at that. But they did it because they felt like they didn't deserve happy times. And so they put that towards me to push me away. Not because there was anything wrong with me, but because they seen the love that I was trying to go towards them when they just weren't having it. And I had to realize that like it was nothing wrong with my true authentic self. And that it was okay to love my purest form. When I was start, when I was starting to open my heart chakra, I kept hearing purity, come back to purity, come back to purity, and I understand what that means now. It means being able to be free within self without any additives in life. That's interdependency. That's the opposite of codependency. You know, when you get when you get rejected, when you get abandoned, it makes you think that it's something wrong with you and your being. And so, a lot of the things that, not a lot of the things, but yeah, a lot of the things that I felt was wrong with me, I tried finding that or I tried identifying that as the problem because I feel like it has to be something wrong with me that's making me unlikable. And so, I started targeting my weight. I started targeting, you know, my voice. Like, just little things that you're not supposed to be targeting, you know, that you're supposed to unconditionally, uh, what? (laughs) Unconditionally loving on, you know? 
But I'm realizing love your purest form and don't even be scared of abandonment. Don't be scared of rejection because rejection is God's protection. That's number one. And number two, when people reject you for being in your purest form, it's really because they're rejecting themselves. And when you don't reject themselves, it triggers them, you know, it triggers them, honestly. They see you wanting better for yourself, so they can't relate, and they don't want to, because they know if they relate, they would have to go within and dig all the shit out of them that made them not love themselves, purely, you know? So that's just what that was, and I realized a lot of people just did not know how to love my purest form because they didn't love theirs, they could not relate, They that loving your purest form is what's best for you, it's the highest vibration, and you do that around people who can't even do that for themselves, they are going to push you away. But it's not because you deserve to be pushed away. It's because they feel like they don't deserve to be at the vibration that you are. So it's nothing wrong with you, you know? And that's just what that was for me. Like, realizing that for a long time, I was self-hating and self-sabotaging because of the abandonment and the rejection that I received as a kid. But I had to realize that that only came from them projecting their traumas because they haven't healed themselves and it had nothing to do with me so truly i'm safe and secure to be myself because if people leave my life the trash always throws itself out anyway so love yourself truly freely without being scared of being alone because that means when you don't do that, you start to take shit from anyone. And then that's you not speaking your truth no matter what. I love myself enough to speak my truth and be in my truth. And no matter who comes and goes, who cares? Because love never leaves. Because I have love within me. I'm able to do whatever any other human can do for me or, or they can't do for me. I can do for myself. You know? And that's how you really want to be. You want to speak your truth. Who cares who comes and goes? I don't need this. I don't need that. And that's also a material. You're able to put yourself first. So if you're at a, if you're at a shitty job and they're just not giving you what the fuck you want, you, you leave because you're like, you know what? I'm way more valuable than money. And my spiritual comes first. I don't care about the money that brings the cars and the clothes and the hoes. <laughs> You know, I don't care about that. I'm, I'm free within myself. We don't have to have clothes on in this universe. And I still love myself. I don't need additives because me without all of that is a blessing. I'm a good person. And I know that. So if you leave, it's because you're at a lower vibration. And I'm not. And you hate that. Not only do you hate that, but it, we just don't click. You cannot be both. It's either or. You either vibe hot, you vibe low. And if you vibe low, you're gonna do shit, you know, that prevents you from being at a high vibration. And I'm not gonna. I'm listen. 
I learned to not take face value for face value. It's always a fucking reason. Everybody got issues. Everybody got problems. Everybody got morals, values. Whether that be low vibration morals and values or high vibrational morals and values. You know what I'm saying? And I and I can tell when a person acts off of low vibrational values and when a person acts off of high vibrational values. So it ain't nothing to get mad over because I see right through you. I see your soul. I see what's in your heart. I see how cold your heart is, or I see how warm your heart is. You see what I'm saying? So do not be scared to be yourself, you guys. Don't self-hate because of years of rejection and abandonment. They did that because there was something wrong with them. There is nothing wrong with you. Love yourself. Let go of the hate that they embedded in you, that they filled you up with. Take control of your life. Once you start, once you heal your own inner child, you really start to take control of your own life and 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 do things from an inner perspective. And you don't even care about the matrix anymore. My spiritual awakening had to do with deprogramming everything that I was taught. Deprogram yourself and start to love yourself and fill all of the things up inside of you that that are of a good vibration, a high vibration, and let go of all of the things that were filled up within you from the people outside of you who didn't want you to love themselves. I mean, who didn't want you to love yourself so that they can stay where they were at. Because let me tell you something. A lot of people don't know how to get comfortable with uncomfortability. And when they see someone doing something outside of their own comfort zone, they, they, they're not going to relate to that. They're, they're going to throw that away. They're going to move away from that. Because they, it makes them realize, hey, I can't come out of my comfort zone. But I don't want to because I don't want better for myself. Once I started wanting better for myself, I realized a lot of the people around me, you know, hated my fucking guts. Was wishing bad on me secretly. Because they did not know how to do that for themselves. And they just didn't understand. And they either intentionally or unintentionally send you negative vibes. And I get everything. I'm an empath, baby. You cannot hide anything from me. I know when you hate my fucking guts. You get what I'm saying? Love yourself. Let go of self-hate. The Matrix gave it to you. Not yourself.